listening to the Casting for Fun podcast, the show that talks about entertainment, sports, music, and inspirational stories for all to enjoy. We're glad you could join us today. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Now, here is your host, Albert Pineda. This is the Casting for Fun podcast. I am your host, Albert Pineda, and this is episode 75 of the show. I'm grateful that I've done this many, and I'm getting closer and closer to 100. Very, very excited for that. Uh, returning this week for Wednesday, uh, June the 14th, it's my good buddies Derek Dupre and Marcelo Ambrise to talk soccer. There was some big news that have recently that's recently been announced that uh, uh, Leo Messi is coming to the States, is coming to America to play for Major League Soccer, specifically for Inter-Miami, which is David Beckham's uh, uh, team that he co-owns with uh, his group of investors. So we're really excited for that. We talk about the impact that Messi can have for uh, soccer here in America. We also talk about the the UEFA Champions League final match between uh, uh, Manchester City and Inter Milan and talk about uh, Florian Balogun uh, committing to play for the United States and preview the, the CONCACAF Nations League matchup between USA and Mexico this coming Thursday, the, the 15th. Before we get to all that, though, uh, my daughter Avery has something she would like to say. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Please enjoy this interview with Derek and Marcella. Thank you, Avery. Okay, so here we go. Without further ado, here are my guests, Derek Dupre and Marcelo Embrys. So welcome back to the show, Derek and Marcelo. Gentlemen, how are we doing tonight? Fantastic. Yeah, great, great, great. Very cool, man. There's lots to talk about in the, the world of soccer, man, including uh, the breaking news from this past week, which, uh, you know, I, I had a sus- suspicion that it was going to happen someday, that Messi would come to play for Major League Soccer, but uh, the day's finally come, so it's pretty cool. But along with that, I mean, I'm, I'm really excited about the the, the, the United States national team, uh, Florian Balagon, if I'm saying his name right, uh, committing to play for USA uh uefa champions league championship match today i mean there's so much to talk about and it's always cool just to get together the two of you just to talk soccer yeah yeah, yeah man. Excited, man very cool so you uh, obviously i'm assuming both of you got to catch uh the game today right yeah i did did you Derek? yeah i caught a couple minutes of it <laughs> <laughs> no no i watched yeah, it I, was, I thought it was a good game yeah, I thought it was a good game too. I I think uh, as much as Inter thought they were like special, I think they were just like every other Premier League team who like stacked the back, you know, parked the bus a little bit, and then when it was time to like counter attack, there was like barely anyone that they could throw. They there was barely anyone to throw at that uh, at that attack and stuff. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, as much as I hate to admit it, like, you know, City is clearly like a, a cut above others. So, yeah. No, that's very interesting. Yeah. I mean, the, the first half I thought was kind of kind of on the slower side, but uh, the second half really started to pick up. And then Inter came really close to, to equalizing and tying it, which would have been really cool if they had. But, uh, but yeah, it, w- it was an exciting game. It, it was good. And then I guess, I mean, yeah, I don't know if you want to be even talking about it. The fact that Manchester City's winning the treble. Or won the treble? Yeah, I mean, dude, uh, I, I mean, I think Man City have really sort of shown that if you have enough money, 
you can really buy <laughs> a ton of players, man. It's They've spoken got... by a true Arsenal fan that got their heart crushed <laughs> this year. <laughs> but but to be fair, but to be fair, like um, you know, it's one thing to do it uh, on the league level, and then obviously on the country level. But I mean, beating you know Inter, who look like a fairly good team if they were you know when they're active, mm-hmm. unlike they were today. Um, I mean, stuff. Sorry. Um, I thought, I thought, you know, they just showed like, you know, even though you have a ton of great players that did cost a lot, there still has to be like the brains behind it. And, you know, Pep, Pep is that guy. Pep Guardiola is that guy. No, that the good point. Good point. But, but yeah, it was, it was an exciting game. Uh, uh, Rodri, right. Got the, the through ball through. Or scored the ball from a through 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 ball it was really really cool to break the inter defense and Demarco's header hit the the crossbar uh, for for inter that was uh, man that was the in. two worst headers I've ever seen in my life <laughs> like on the biggest stage biggest moment of that yeah. guy's life and it was like an AYSO you know six year old trying to hit that ball and <laughs> could you imagine would you hate- want that back a million times and you know and then of course you have Lukaku who's like locks the second one even though it wasn't Lukaku's fault it was the worst it was even worse than the original header <laughs> but it was even more like uh poetic justice that the header hits Lukaku in the back of the sh- like calf yeah I mean dude I, I feel bad that the the whole conversation is that Lukaku was there but I think it was I don't know if it was Rodri or who's their center back I keep forgetting for Man City but it, it was so, there was a defender in position ready to like kick that out had that gone through Lukaku, you know. So you're right. I mean, it was a really bad headache. I had her, dude. Big time. Yeah, I felt bad for that guy, but it's the way it goes, the way football yeah. goes, right? Yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah, I, I miss getting to watch it with the crew. I mean, it seemed that before we'd almost like get everyone together, like it's some random place to watch it. I remember like going to, uh, do you remember uh, the McNeil's friend, Cynthia, who lived out in Burbank? I remember watching one of the championship games there. Uh, one of Tom's friends out on Eagle Rock, I think. Uh, so it was kind of just like, uh, eh, it was okay, I guess. I mean, I just watched it from work, but uh, not quite the yeah. same. Because, uh, I mean, you, you almost look at it like, you know, the Super Bowl for for European soccer. So so not quite as monumental, I guess, but now watching it with, with buddies. Yeah, I'm actually curious how, how many people tuned in because – if you see Man City versus Inter, it's like not a very sexy final, you know? Yeah. Like you'd want like a German team or a Spanish team there, but just it just well, like wasn't a very sexy final like yeah, on it, paper. It would have been uh it would have been fun if Napoli would have made the final for sure. But again, yeah, it's just the fact that it's inter, you know, another big name. And then uh Man City, it's like watching the Patriots go to the Super Bowl year after year. It's just kind of you don't get up for it, especially if you're not a Man City fan, you know. So, no, I agree with you. It wasn't the sexiest of of headliners. It was uh, history, Derek, though. It was history to see, you know, uh, Pep, you know, win a treble with the second team. You know, and that was cool to see history made. Yeah. Do you remember that team that he won it with? Like, it was, was it 2000? Barcelona. With Barcelona, right? Yeah. I mean, that was... I mean, just like any team that you, any team that has like Iniesta, Xavi, you know, 
I mean, honestly, it's so overwhelming. Like, uh, who uh, who was on yeah. that? Danny Alves. There's just so much. Talent. I know, but if you look at all the great you know managers of football history, you look at their squad and you just name legend after legend. So you sure, know, yeah, give them due. But yeah, Barcelona, Man City. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. Hey, He's the only one that's again, done Derek, it, right? Are you the done twice? The, done the treble with two different teams. Yeah, probably. And I think the only the the second English team ever, I think. Yeah, Man Man United did it first. Yeah. Wait, so uh are you I forget, are you a city or a United fan? Shut your dirty mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even ask me that. I'm no, now I need devil to devil till I die. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, good, good. You want to <laughs> Did you guys see that video of uh like Noel? I mean, I mean of City fans at this pub in San Diego and no Gallagher is there. And I oh, guess yeah, he yeah. watched the game, he watched the match with these city fans and in all I San could Diego. Think of, like, <laughs> yeah, right, right. All I could think of like all oh, these people are probably just now getting into the, the premiership like within the uh, last five years. Chose like the easiest team to follow, you know, but know. yeah, bandwagon. Yeah. And I wonder right. if those people even knew who Oasis were, man. I mean, it was such a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. Oh, but, snap. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, anything else with the Champions League final or you want to move on a little bit? Just that. I thought it was a great game. You know, when you listen to all the pundits now post game, all they talk about is how poor Man City played. And it's kind of, but they're all English, I guess. So yeah, just take your win. It was, it was, a, I, I love championship games that are a brawl, you know, mm-hmm. um, a final should not be pretty. It should be scrapping, you know, you need to scrap it out to win. So that's kind of my last comment as I was watching a lot of YouTube videos of all the yeah recap. It's just amazing how every, all everyone could talk about is how poorly Man City played. And you're like, they just want to treble. Like, uh, yeah. And they just and they just played a bunch of dirty Italians from Milan, you know, like it's gonna be a scrap <laughs> in, in Istanbul. Like you're in Turkey playing Italians. Like, come on, it's not gonna be you're not playing freaking Leeds United in man in your at the home stadium. So it's just different. So I thought it was yeah. as a as a um impartial fan, I thought it was a fun game to watch. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I think I I noticed though, like as soon as as soon as City went up. By the way, that goal by Rodri was pretty amazing. Oh, impossible! There, the goalie had no chance. Like there, yeah. you can't no stop chance. that. It was almost impossible for that ball to go in, but it somehow made like that. The amount of like space that he had on between the defender and the goalpost that was insane. That's why that's why sports are amazing. Like when the sporting gods actually like let things play out, he had zero window of error on that shot. Zero. And then enter that dude that header by inner. He could have hit the front side of a barn, man. Like the goal was wide open. <laughs> and he just lobbed it up. Like you're like, are you freaking kidding me? You had this empty goal ahead of you, and he couldn't put it in. And then that Rodri goal is just like zero room for error. And he just, Sneaks it right yeah. in. Justice, but like you, I think justice was served. But you you like just even <clears throat> them going down by one goal, it changed the whole it changed like the sense of urgency to the game. 
because I mean, there were a few instances where Inter was like pretty close to scoring, you know, especially, mm-hmm. you know, that with the header, I mean, I almost th- to the point where I'm like, dude, should we just choose and like flip a coin and see who goes down by one goal automatically before the game starts just to see a yeah. fun, yeah, oh, like yeah. a, a gnarly, you know, fight because everyone's trying to like even out the game, you know? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Inner inner outshot um, city six to four shots on goal. Oh wow! And and Holland only had one shot the whole game. Like that guy was he was useless. Well, he was he was marked the game, which was impressive by Inner. You know, so mm-hmm. they they were talking to Pep after the game, and they're and he even admitted he's like, man, these these Champion League finals, it's it's a coin toss. You know, they could have tied it at the last minute so he's just you know you're never safe anything can happen and he's right um i thought it was gonna i thought they're gonna tie it up and go to overtime and pks for sure like i just it just felt that way and and uh so i was surprised that it didn't so hats off to the man city defense yeah yeah absolutely i i agree with you absolutely derek that as a just a uh neutral observer i mean just an exciting game to watch maybe not the best but it was still exciting and fun to watch which is yeah. what you want, right? When you're watching sports. Yeah. Very cool, man. So let's move on to the the national team, uh, USA. I'm, I'm very, very excited to talk about this kid, uh, Florian Balagon. Uh, Marcelo, were you familiar with him before? Because I know he came up from the, the Arsenal youth system. Uh, I mean, to be honest, before the news broke a few weeks ago, I didn't really know who he was. But it was it's just been fascinating to learn about this guy that you know, born to Nigerian parents in New York City, but grew up in England his entire life. So had the opportunity to play for all three if he wanted to. Yeah. Um, so, you know, he, he came up in the Arsenal Academy and um, I, I think like now I, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to be a big time like Arsenal fanboy <laughs> right now, but, but, but like, you know, um, there was an instance where we had purchased a, a defender named William Saliba from a, a French team, mm-hmm. and we we bought him like three, uh, two or three seasons ago. But we kept on loaning him out because he was young and he needed to get like some experience. So instead of like letting him sit and uh, sort of you know just not play often, they loaned him out. I believe to another French team where he played like two consecutive seasons. And he like was one of the, I think he was named one of the best uh, center backs in French football in league one. Um, And now like this past year, probably by far one of the best defenders that we have. And I think that's the same thing that they've been doing with, uh, Hmm. with Balogun because he, so with Balogun, he started really like showing signs of like, progress and i think this is like the sort of genius behind you know a lot of the people who are running arsenal right now is are like this guy's really good if he stays on the like on our team this season he's not going to play a lot but he needs to more experience so they sent him out to middlesbrough last year mm-hmm. and then came back and then they're all like okay there's still not like a starting spot for him so what we're going to do is we're going to lend him out to this team in in france where he was like the top one of the top three scores in all of league one you know i think the i think he either scored more than like um mbappe and 
messy or it was like he, it was like one of those he was like ranked amongst you know messi and mbappe um, yeah i saw the stat the stat i had was yeah higher than messi and higher than neymar but i don't think quite as high as mbappe uh 21 goals right in the, the past season right right yeah. and so now he's like really hitting his stride and i think he felt snubbed by england because he wasn't chosen despite being like totally balling it up in in the in league one and mm-hmm. so now he's so that's why he was like the u.s has been showing me love i'm you know i was born in 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 new york i'm gonna go to and play for the u.s and so i mean it was big huge that's a huge signing man that's a good get right there mm-hmm. is he the answer that the usa is looking for i mean we talked about it extensively the last time the three of us got together about usa not quite having that number yeah. nine killer instinct attacker so, so could he could he fit the bill that USA is looking for now? You, you know, this is the best thing that's happened to us in a long time. But let's he's we can't call him the answer till he you know starts putting no. goals in the net because we've been through this before, over and over and over again with the US and bringing foreign, uh, not foreigners, but you know, winning the dual nationals, bringing yeah. them over, and um, even even again, they're not even close to the same player. But you look at like uh, uh, Pepe, you know. He chose us over Mexico and then he just tanked, you know, and I'm worried about this guy because he was lighting up league one. And then after the world cup, he went like, he went cold and it's kind of like he went cold when we all got, you know, wind of him, And he, in this huge U S kind of fan base came after him and he started, I think he scored a couple goals to finish the season, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I'm, I'm just worried about the, uh, I'm a U.S. fan. So, you know, I'm I'm just you know uh, snake bitten, but you know Arsenal's going to sell them. So you're, you know, the people running Arsenal are brilliant. Yeah, they're going to get a return on investment, but he's never going to play for Arsenal ever. They're going to sell him this summer, and so I'm nervous on where he's going to go. You know, and and because what if he goes to a team that's going to put you know all the weight on his shoulders and he starts struggling? It, 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 that's the classic American player scenario in Europe. You know, so again, maybe, you know, I'm probably being pessimistic because, uh, again, I've been, uh, you know, hurt in the Broken past. Before, yeah. <laughs> so so are, I think, I think I'm, I'm just, uh, yeah, I'm, it could only go up, you know, from my depression. So we'll see. Uh, talk him down. So I'll be pleasantly surprised when he, when he tears it up. But he's going to make his Wait, debut yeah. against Mexico. That's what that's what we're hearing. Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be great. um. Are you getting Freddie Adu vibes? <laughs> yes. Just n- name name any of them. Name all of them. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I think you, you bring door, up a yeah. good point. I think you you bring up a good point. Like uh, as much as we, as much as we're like, I, I think we're just excited that we're getting a a big name mm-hmm. versus sort of like, you know, um, the, the someone like Pepe, so- you know is he's not a big name. He's a big name to us, but like you're saying, England snubbed him because he's not, he's nothing to really write home about. He did lead league one in scoring. Yes. But then he had that huge drought and we're kind of, he was never going to start for them anytime soon. And he was never going to play in the premier league anytime soon. Um, well, the thing about like um, not being chosen by England, I, I think like Jaden Sancho, when he was playing at uh, Dortmund, he was being picked like fairly irregularly um, for the national, the English national team. So, I mean, 
Uh, I think, I think, and this is where I feel like uh, I'm just like hypothesizing here, but I think that Garrett Southgate just doesn't like choosing people who aren't in the Premier League for some reason. Because, oh, for sure. Uh, so I think like, you know, Balogun playing in France and not being chosen to him, it's like, well, he's got to show us. Can he do it on a rainy day and uh, rainy Tuesday <laughs> night and Stokes yeah. type mentality? You know, mm-hmm. like I, I think he just wants someone that he's choosing to be from the Premier League. Simple. Yeah. No, I would agree. No, yeah. Really- but yeah, we'll see what happens. Very cool. Yeah. yeah. So Thursday is going to be very interesting. We're going to get his uh, debut, and then again, anytime USA and Mexico are facing each other. Uh, whether it's a friendly or a competitive match, like we're going to see on Thursday, it's just uh, get the whole country up, and then we'll see how he gels and integrates into the team. Hey, before we switch topics about the U.S., yeah. you know, I'm I'm more excited about than this get, which is a big get. Is our under twenty team played amazing at the under twenty World Cup? It, it was oh yeah, it was it was, it was a, a travesty that we ended up losing that uh, game. That last game to, was it Uruguay. But we are looking good, and that you know, looking at the future of our of our boys coming up the system, that's 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 more exciting to me. And you know what's interesting too, though, um, I, I a lot of these um, MLS clubs are choosing great kids, but then also playing the European game, where like we're going to sell these kids off to big name clubs, and then you see sort of like under these under 20 nationals who are, you know, playing for Barcelona or playing for a lot of like Bayern Munich, they're, they're, they're integrating themselves into European. And then when, you know, they all come from all corners of the earth to play like, you know, a U20 world cup, they're just as good as any other country. That's, that's a good point. Yeah, it's good to see that because I know that was kind of the problem before with uh, Major League Soccer kind of interceding themselves, right? Where they weren't allowing these kids to to do a transfer because I guess maybe they thought the European teams were lowballing or whatever. So, but but you bring up the good point where you know the they're developing their players and they're looking to hey, we don't want to just like keep them, we want to sell these kids and, and get them the the exposure and experience in Europe, which is really really cool to see. Yeah, and I think it's good for the clubs, not just for the kids, right? Like, yeah. Um, you develop this reputation of being a feeder team or, or a good development team, and you're going to have more European clubs routinely, you know, come come to the, you know, the shopping, the oh, yeah, table yeah. And, and and looking at you more, and you're going to have more selling power. Yeah, so I, I think it's smart for the club in the long run for sure. Very cool, very cool. So can we talk about USA and Mexico without getting uh, too contentious? Or are we good? Why would we get contentious? <laughs> well, like we're all Americans I, you know, here, aren't we? <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm wearing camo. Yeah, yeah, I know. What's that? You buy, did you go hunting today? Uh, where you know, are you it's at? Funny. Well, I'm in. I mean, I'm using this mainly because I don't know. I found it at the DI at Desert <laughs> Industries for two bucks. It's like I can't. I can't turn that down. <laughs> Uh, do you have a gun rack in your car too? Uh, what's that line from uh, World? Uh, I don't even World own World a World gun. Let alone many guns. Let alone an entire rack. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, good stuff, man. 
Yeah, yeah, I'm excited for for Thursday. It's going to be cool, but unfortunately, I might have to miss the game because of a wedding reception that Allison and I are going to. But I'll be tracking it the whole time on my phone. But uh, but yeah, I want to see uh, uh, Flo get into the mix. I want to see what the team can do. Um, it'd be nice to see us see a competitive match again since uh, everything's been going down with uh, the head coaching situation, right? You know, it's kind of interesting since last time we've talked. There's been a lot that's gone on with the the national team. So to see him get out there on the field, get a competitive match in, especially against Mexico, I'm I'm really excited for Thursday. Yeah, me too. What do you what do you think about the coaching search? Should we go Jesse Marsh or go Foreign? What are you thinking, Marcel? I mean, I mean, I like I like some of these American options. I mean, I would say Jesse Jesse Marsh for sure, because. Um, I think um, he's just got a better team to work with. You know, he's got, and I think the style of play that he does, that he has is like sort of what the U S needs. But I mean, just saying, thinking this out loud, uh, maybe, I mean, maybe Marcelo Bielsa would be a good option too. You know, he's like, we're going to play attacking football and, you know, fun football, regardless of who we're playing. And I think that's pretty ballsy and sort of very, you know, American, the, the, the American spirit, right? Just go out there and yeah. play. Mm-hmm. And we actually have talent to do that. So uh, I'm, I'm curious, like if of uh, Marcelo Bielsa, I don't even know if he's available on that, but for some reason the, the Leeds connection just kind of came in my, you know. But Jesse Marsh, like, yeah, why not? Maybe maybe Big Sam Allardyce looking for a job, you know? <laughs> no, when Big Sam shows up on your touchline, oh, you're, you're in trouble, man. That means things you're are going You're in trouble, south. right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Awesome, yeah, man. no, I think Jesse Marsh, like the All-American, like we can do it. You know, we'll just out-hustle and out-tackle you is what we need for the World Cup on our home turf. Because I heard like Patrick Vieri was even like an option and – you know, he'd be great, but we need a, I think, World Cup on our soil, a young squad. Like, we kind of do need almost the, you know, cheerleader American that's going to just, you know, take a, have a chip on their shoulder, you know? Yeah. I think that's what our boys need. Yeah. I like that idea too. And like, I mean, you mentioned, I mean, sometimes there's just wild names that get thrown out there and you don't know how like realistic they potentially could be. Like, I've even heard like Zidane in the past. But uh, but yeah, Jesse March, I think, would probably be the best realistic option, I guess, at this point. Yeah. But uh, we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool, man. Very cool. Anything else with the, the national team that you guys wanted to discuss? Oh, so I, I don't know if you've seen some of those um, headlines, but I think they were interviewing uh, Christian Pulisic and they're like, yeah, I mean, I know we're still looking for a, a, uh, a coach. But he was like, they should actually really consider having, you know, um, uh, geez, who was the, the last guy? What's oh, uh, Burhalter to have him back. Uh, Burhalter, yeah. And I mean, he probably just said it in passing, but like the fact that some of the squad is sort of like, you know, mad that Burhalter left, you know. Yeah, I had heard that too. G- I heard maybe that, Gio uh, Reyna's mad man. that he left. <laughs> <laughs> yo like his parents is like emails and shit to like dude, hey, the hey, US hey, it's a family podcast dude <laughs> sorry e- uh, email correspondence um, 
But like, you know, the emails that they had sent to like the head of, of U.S. soccer, it's like, are you kidding me? Like, what what are they thinking? Entitled, man. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, we talked about it, man, that uh, it was probably the, the best time to let Berhalter go, uh, you know, after after uh, Qatar. But, but at the same time, I hate the idea of just like, you know, the the uh, soccer parents getting involved. Like, I mean, I, I see it now. Just I mean, you know, my, my six year old daughter playing softball. We've seen kid, like parents just go crazy. And they're like, dude, it's just like, you know, six year old kids. Playing. Yeah. So, yeah. The thing is, though, besides that, it never works out to have a non-winning coach take two teams to two cycles in a row. Yeah. You know, yeah. France did yeah. it, but they were winning cups, you know, or going to the finals. Yeah. Um, but it's, it, it's, you don't do it. Like it never works. Mm-hmm. So yeah, besides all that stuff, it, it's, the, you have to go new, new blood, new cycle. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. And so actually I'm really excited to talk about this messy news, man. Uh, it, it was re- it caught me off guard, but at the same time, I, I just kind of like almost anticipated that someday he would eventually come to play for Major League Soccer. Uh, what was your reaction when you heard the news earlier this week? I was kind of, I was really, I, I was pumped. I was, I was happy. Uh, you know, Miami's going to get, I mean, I don't know if they have a big enough stadium for the amount of people who are going to try to catch Messi, you know. Um, and, uh, you know, so I've been to Barcelona before and I've been to a match where Messi played and mm-hmm. just see like the amount of, um, you know, uh, advertising and messaging is around one, one person, like his face is everywhere, you know, and not that Miami doesn't have that or needs that, but that's just another revenue stream for them to sort of capitalize on a, on a big name. But Man, I, I I'm already looking at when he comes to LA, <laughs> right? So just to see if I can snag tickets. I mean, dude, the guy, regardless if you're Team Ronaldo or Team Messi, it's like you go and see greatness at any level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's what I'm excited. I'm excited for that. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I went ahead and I did the research and checked it out. So the Galaxy aren't going to be facing Miami uh, the rest of this year, but Miami is coming to face LAFC at uh, BMO Stadium now. I guess whatever they call their their stadium. Yeah. And I guess ticket prices. Uh, I mean, they haven't even officially announced Messi's going to be there, but just people anticipating that he will be. Like the cheap seats are already going for like five hundred bucks now. Oh jeez. No. <laughs> so it's, it's, I thought MLS was supposed outside. to be the the people's game. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Dallas sold us before, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it looks like he's going to get man. a portion of the, the Apple TV subscriptions, which is cool. And then I love the fact that, I mean, anybody can subscribe. I, I've loved it so far for Apple TV subscriptions, uh, you know, catch any game you want. Uh, uh, Adidas, I mean, he signed a lifetime agreement with Adidas back in 2016, right? Or 17. So I guess he's going to be getting a cut from that as well. Um potentially even like stakes or, or uh, shares in uh, Miami ownership as well. So I guess he, when he's done playing, he's eventually going to become part owner with, along with Beckham. So he's like, his deal is pretty sweet. Yeah. You know, I, I was always team Ronaldo cause I'm a Madrid fan. So I have to, you know, I had to, I was obligated to uh, hate on Messi, but I have to admit though, the way Ronaldo handled this last season with Man U and then, 
you know, taking that money to go to Saudi Arabia. I'm just, I don't know. I lost a lot of football and respect for him. And then when I heard, you know, Messi was probably going to go to Saudi Arabia too. You're just like, man, what is going on? You know, the PGA tour, all these superstars, freaking man city. You're just like all this oil money is just like, I don't know, taking the, I don't know. That's probably not fair to say, but it was just no. Say it, say it, say it, because I think I have that same sentiment. It's like as as pure as you would think that some footballers' intentions are. Money's always going to be an issue, right? Like you have some like South American footballers who are playing, uh, and they have family members that they need to take care of. Yeah. So. You know, like, yeah, I'm not saying like Messi has his family more than well taken care of, but, you know, he could have easily gone to uh, Saudi Arabia or like the Middle East and played for some like ridiculous money. Yeah, they but offered him 400 million a year. It's insane. It's ins- But it's like, it to me, it just blows my mind because like that money just is. It, it, it I just don't have any sort of concept. Yeah, you, you can't know? wrap your head around it. And and to to Albert's point, he's gonna make a good. He's 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 getting a lot in this deal, but not four hundred million a year. But right where I now, well, not now. I've always had respect for him. I have a lot of respect for Messi. Is he's choosing like true legacy and building something? You know, um, uh, you know he's he's come to the States and he's going to be a part of this project that Beckham's doing. And, and this is going to have a lasting, you know, legacy. It's not going to just be, you know, a cash grab in some desert that no one's ever going to remember, you know, this is, and then it's going to play right into the world cup being here. And, and it's, it's the oh, smart yeah. choice, you know, and would you rather live and raise your family in the United States of America in Miami, freaking Florida, or take your daughters and wife to Saudi Arabia where they're not even allowed to drive a car and have to cover their heads, you know, like, come on, dude, is that worth $400 million when you're already like generationally wealthy for 10 generations? No. Though I'm curious though. And this is like a question I always ask as like a thousand there, you know, like how much (laughs) more, how many more millions, like at what point of in your daily life? I mean, at what point does your, uh, your lifestyle, you know, I, I guess my, I get the real question is like, like how much more rich and comfortable can you feel getting millions and millions and millions of dollars a year? You know, like yeah. you're like $400 million a year just to play, you know, nine months out of the year, probably against people. But like, at what point does like the next million start to feel like nothing, you know? You, you know, I was thinking about this earlier and I knew we were going to talk <clears> about <throat> it. And again, I have to just admit he is the GOAT as much as I was in Team Ronaldo all those years and hated on him. And the way he handled himself in this World Cup, Messi is not a narcissist. He's an extreme competitor, but you look he's not. But you look at like Ronaldo and these other guys, they're freaking narcissists to the core. And so they're just looking at like, I'm I'm gonna be the guy that's the the, the highest paid player in the world. And you know, they, it's kind of that, like you said, there there's never a limit on how much they can make. Like it's 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 a it's a disease, it's a sickness. And so that's where I have to give it to Messi to where like it's again, he he can write a check anywhere he goes, he's the goat, uh, no one could touch him. So 
he's making the logical like sporting cultural legacy decision you know and and it's brilliant dude he just he just freaking heisman ronaldo dude he just he just put him out like he just he just outplayed him you know this move is he just showed him up it's it's brilliant Uh, but doesn't it play into that sort of narrative that they were they've been put in like their whole lives right like yeah you've got this like kid who has like some developmental like issues like with growth and and he gets picked up by barcelona and then now he's like a guy who they they molded into being like a great player was around and it's just a, an amazing player but like you know you have ronaldo who's like sculpted by the gods and and like a like a, an athletic specimen and it's yeah. always been that like tale of like two different, you know, footballers, yeah. like one humble and one not one prideful yeah. and proud, you know. Yeah. Exactly. No, so it, it's it's the it's played out exactly like that in, yeah. in this decision. The humility of uh, Messi, I think, is going to come in handy uh, because, again, he's coming to, yes, it's the desirable market to come to a big market city, especially Miami, but coming to a Miami team that really isn't very good. Uh, in fact, I hate to say it, but the only team worse is the Galaxy right now. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> He but, has uh, you no know, we'll clue. See what Miami with... does. I mean, he's, he's seen other big European stars come over. I mean, that was kind of the, I guess, the problem that Beckham was having initially playing for a Galaxy team that wasn't very good. But then they made the right moves and got in Bruce Arena, brought in Robbie Keane, shored up the defense. So uh, I'm wondering if uh, Miami's going to be doing moves like that. Um, it's kind of interesting that I was listening to the the In Soccer We Trust podcast with Jimmy Conrad, and he mentioned yeah. that uh, Vegas already put the the odds of them winning previously uh, from like 100. I'm sorry, 200 to one to now 100 to one, which still isn't very good. But I mean, the fact that Messi's offense will for sure carry the team, but how far we'll have to wait and see. But but it does seem that yes, his humility I think will help him if he's playing for a team that's like conceding just as many goals as he's scoring. It's going to be hilarious to watch this first <laughs> season and a half. Like it's like what you know, it's like watching a pro go out and play on like a, a high school team. You know what I mean? Like you're going to see like these beautiful passes just like fluffed. You know what I mean? Just screwed up. It, it'll it, it'll be entertaining for a while until like you said they build around them. um you know for some reason i've always thought about this um about uh how when beckham went to the to the galaxy mm-hmm. and then i was thinking to myself i'm like wait he just just finished playing with real madrid he was at man uh, man united and thinking like how was he going to like integrate himself into the squad and I think I remember like after he had um, left for PSG and had already retired, there were like instances where he was telling stories about when he was in LA and it genuinely sounded like he was like a, a part of the team, like really like friends with people that he had played with and thinking how cool it was for those people who he, who Beckham had played with and, and like sort of like, seeing who he was as a person and a footballer instead of like David Beckham, this like world icon, you know, like, Mm -hmm. and, and, and almost thinking the same, like, hopefully they, people have that same experience with Messi because, you know, up to right now, we don't really have, I don't really know that much about Messi, you know, like, uh, and then like, 
and the only few people like staff and players get to see that side. So I'm like really excited for um like uh, the in um the Miami people and fans to see a part of that with the existing team. I think it's going to be like a growing experience for like everyone. You know, and and it's going to be fun like when Beckham was here how much you know, he got pulled into other sporting events and talk shows and TV, American TV shows, you know, which was obvious because how, how do you ignore David Beckham in the United States playing for an American league? And so it was it like forced these people to recognize the league and kind of reluctantly admit like, OK, we have a soccer league in this country. You know what I mean? <laughs> It'll be funny. It'll be really cool to see the same thing happen with Messi. You know, he's going to be. Every Super Bowl, every big NFL game, every big NBA final, he's going to be there, you know, highlighted, you know, every big event, every talk show. And it's going to just do so much exposure for the the game, the sport. Not that we need more exposure in this country, but like we still struggle with being legitimate in the media, you know, so it, I think that will be really cool to see. Yeah. Has Messi hosted SNL before? <laughs> but that might be next on his list, right? <laughs> but wait till you see Messi throwing the first pitch out of like a Marlins game or something. Like that oh, would be no. just surreal. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, um uh you know, sort of like to to your point, um uh Derek, like I think I heard I heard like a stat that um when Messi announced that he was like not going to come back to PSG. There was like 600,000 followers that PSG lost. Mm. And then and then Inter Milan their in their like team Instagram account like went up like 600,000 followers. Yeah. So oh, it's, it's like even more. I think it's like quadrupled. In fact, I, I remember reading the stat like they they surpassed the galaxy for the highest Instagram followers, and I think they're like top five in all sports scenes. And yeah, I didn't States. even think of that. I'm gonna go follow them right now. Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, it's pretty crazy. So, so they have more than the Heat, and I mean they're yeah top five or something like that. But I mean they're getting the exposure as as Derek mentioned, which is really cool to see. And yeah, that's why I really hope to see Messi, you know, integrate himself with his teammates and just be the really personal guy because I think he has that attitude and personality. But like you said, Marcelo, I, I don't really know him or follow him that super closely, but it kind of just seems like he gives off that vibe. Yeah. You think of the random kids in, I don't know, just Indonesia that are going to purchase the Apple subscription to watch Messi play. And when he's in freaking Columbus, Ohio, like, <laughs> you know, Cincinnati, like these teams are going to become like known worldwide in the most random places. Cause someone wants to watch Messi play and he's in real salt Lake, you know, and they'll be confused. Like, why is it a real? Is that Spanish and American words? Like it's pretty hilarious, but awesome. You know, it's, it's, you can't quantify that, you know, with dollars, you know, I guess you can, but it's, it's, that's cool. Yeah. For us, for uh, American MLS fans, you know. Very cool, man. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. So I'm excited for when he actually comes. I mean, they're saying tentatively in July. I think there's been a few dates that have been thrown out. So we'll just have to wait and see, but I'll, I'll definitely be tuning in as soon as uh, uh, his first game. For for my I think his first game's against a Mexican team. Oh, I think so. I think yeah, yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah, I think I did see that. 
the Mexican league's so good. They've been around so long, and you're just like, really? An MLS team's got Messi now? Like, come on. <laughs> and they'll still probably right. whoop on him. You know what I mean? Like, geez, yeah. he's Americans. <laughs> oh, God. Wait, how, Messi's 34 years old, right? I think 35. Yeah, I think they're okay. around there, mid 30s. Yeah. Yeah. But, and Ronaldo's 38, right? Going on 39. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cause I, I mean, I, I know we, you know, like this comparison between them two, like uh, everyone said that, oh, well, um, so Ronaldo's third team was like Juventus, you know, and then they were making these comparisons that like Leo was taking the easy route because he's going to the MLS as his third team, you know, just, uh, I mean, it's sort of ir- irrelevant, you know, because uh, soccer, soccer is not soccer everywhere, but uh, again, it's like a tale of two, two superheroes. You know, what? but I'll give Messi credit there because he did want to go back to Barcelona. They couldn't pull it off. So he was he wasn't gonna do the Ronaldo thing and go to another European country and just play for the best <clears throat> team in that country, you know. Um, Barcelona screwed that up, and so his options were because he wasn't gonna go play for another European team if it wasn't Barcelona. So he had Saudi Arabia or MLS, and obviously there's no choice between the two. You know, MLS. All well, day. what what? Yeah, <laughs> but it's so funny too. Like just hearing some of uh, uh, like. FC Barcelona's um, like hearing like their sort of like, oh, well, they had to make a statement why Messi didn't come back. It's like, dude, just count your losses and just move on. Just like be happy for him, you know? Yeah. They screwed it up and the whole reason he left to begin with. That's on them, man. Yeah. But anyways. Yeah. I had heard something to the effect of like uh, that if Barcelona were going to re-sign Messi, they'd have to like cut players, you know, cut salary, do all these things that was going to like affect the livelihood of other players. And then Messi was actually against that uh, reportedly. So that's actually a pretty cool thing too. They, they should have, uh, Barcelona should have cut a deal with Apple TV then. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I talked about it briefly with Nick a couple of months ago when he was on, I, I love the idea of streaming and actually, you know, paying for your subscription as long as it's affordable, just to make sure that you get the teams you want anytime you want. So I, I actually think it's a really cool idea if other team, other leagues actually started doing something like that. Man, it adds up. It's just crazy. Yeah. I kind of just Paramount plus now and ESPN plus. <laughs> You're just like, and they're the good games, you know, like, yeah. Everything's on USA Network, and then you're like looking for this one man you came. It's like, where is it? It's on Peacock. You're like, sorry. Yeah, this is a family. Uh, this uh, is a family. In Lo Siento. <laughs> uh, good stuff, man. Good hey, stuff. Then I'm like, hey, Joshua, what's your password? Login information. <laughs> well, I mean, to you know, I was thinking about this today. It's like uh, a, f- a few friends of mine, like I'm in charge of like the Peacock. Um, and they're in charge of YouTube TV and uh, HBO Max, and we share each other's logins. And you might want—it's just so funny, out, Albert. <laughs> <laughs> no, of course, my We share each other. <laughs> well, we're we're sharing each other's logins, right? But I thought to myself, if I were paying for each of those services, it, 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 at the end of the like at the at the end of the month, it's like I'm I might as well be 
you know, ordering satellite TV or yeah, something. Yeah, back where you know? we started. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, good for them, but also like bad for us. Yeah. Well, the difference yeah. though is that satellite satellite TV isn't offering all that stuff. So you like, you know, they're they're not offering the cool shows. Like say something like The Mandalorian on Disney Plus or like uh, True. uh Cobra Kai on Netflix. So <laughs> I'm I'm listening to shows that I like really. <laughs> yeah. But that's two different that's services the right there, right? Yeah. That's what almost 30 bucks for those two. And then you haven't yeah. even touched the sport streaming. You know? Yeah. I don't know. I'm depressed now. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, that wasn't my intention. Get a fire stick, whatever <laughs> it's called. Oh, I have a fire stick. Very cool, man. Very cool. But that was all the talking points for soccer that I had for tonight. Did you guys have anything else you wanted to bring up, or are you ready to wrap up? No, I think it was a great football season, man. This was a, this was a fun season. Uh, fun good season. Luck, good luck to you, Arsenal fans, next year. You know, we have to because Man U's looking really good, man. Wait, who who did you all sign? Shut up. We're <laughs> we're we're going through ownership change. We're about to get Saudi Arabia money. It's gonna be great. You know, it's so funny. I, I'm it's all like... about Saudi Arabia money now. <laughs> <laughs> well, like drill, baby, I, I, drill. I think... Oh my gosh. I mean, from one <laughs> dude, but <laughs> t- tell me this though. Like, I think they're off by like one billion dollars, right? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's so confusing. It's the glaciers, so nothing makes sense in the negotiations. I, I feel you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, yeah, it's going to be, I guess, you know, a long summer, but but there's usually cool things to entertain us, keep us occupied until then. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Um, and then Messi coming actually makes more, I guess, like uh, even more interest in uh, MLS, which is cool. The fact that, I mean, sports are going on uh, all year long. There's always something to watch, which is pretty cool. That's good. Yeah, yeah. Well, if there's nothing else for tonight, uh, Marcelo, Derek, thank you guys for joining me. It's always a blast to talk to you guys, talk about soccer. We'll get together again this, uh, soon. And yeah, yeah, looking forward to next time we get to talk, talk about it. Uh, appreciate you guys. All right, have a good night, guys. And uh, you've been listening to Casting for Fun Podcast. Thanks, everybody. Bye.